Today's Trophy Kids, we were talking about a wild NFL wildcard weekend and the little sleepover Jerry Jones had. So let's go. We're not doing a big intro today. We have some dark and disturbing stuff to talk about here, my friend. The year is 2020. And Ryan Tannehill and Mr. Do You Like That? Kirk Cousins has just thrown Tom Brady and Drew Brees as six seeds. I don't like 2020 as it starts off right now. We're in dark, dark times, my friends. We are. Um, it was interesting. What? Let me tell you. I don't really know what just happened. Um, first of all, great games. Can't complain about that. Literally awesome games. But weird stuff. Wild. I don't know if you could have told me that going into the AFC, NFC, not championships, but the uh, second round. Divisional round. Divisional round. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Two six seeds would have come through, and they would have dethroned arguably the two best quarterbacks the last decade or so in Drew Brees and Tom Brady. And those quarterbacks are Mr. Ryan Tannehill, who is having a phenomenal season. Don't get me wrong there. And Mr. I can't hit a three-foot front of me gender reveal sign Kirk Cousins I would have said you're absolutely mad like this is a wild start to the year I think we should kick it off just in order but uh, started off hot with a wild card weekend let's do this we're gonna go in order here Bills Texans which started it off in probably one of the craziest games we've ever seen in the wild card weekend like Saturday slot because that's usually a pretty boring slot you had Josh Allen trying to outdo Reggie Bush's toss, past little toss. You had Deshaun Watson putting the team on his back, Greg Jennings style. Insane game. I feel bad for the Bills because they just can't close it out. And I feel even worse for the Texans because you're stuck with Bill O'Brien in like that sort of coaching disaster for another year because you're moving on to the divisional round where you'll lose. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird game. Really good game. Great start to the playoffs. Um Josh Allen is a motherfucking psychopath. That guy, that guy is absolutely insane on the field. What is he doing? I mean, there's a minute five left, and he's he's off sprinting on like a 25-yard run. He's like, he gets his team within 10 yards of field goal position. Now, let me remind you, there's a minute left, and he, <laughs> he just throws the ball. <laughs> he just throws a lateral just out of nowhere luckily they didn't lose the ball but i think that was the dumbest play i've ever seen like i was just watching it live and i just screamed oh my god he's a psychopath like i don't know what he was doing (laughs) that quarterback he is ridiculous i mean i've seen him play before but he just plays like erratic and out of his mind i mean there's so many tweets about him being a franchise quarterback and maybe he is maybe he's not in my opinion the jury is still out because he plays like a psycho i mean i don't know what his deal is yeah, it was – that game got dumb. Like, people's brains went dumb in the second half outside of Watson, who just, like we said, put the team on his back and was like, all right, if you all aren't going to help me, I'm just going to do it myself type of thing. I was in the worst position ever because I was – I did a very adult thing this weekend. I went to a dinner party. Oh, my God. At the dinner party, I was watching – it wasn't on the TV, so because I'm a degenerate, I pulled it out on my phone and started watching it. But the stream – and the dinner party, great time hosted a wonderful job had a blast but my stream was going in and out and i get a text from you literally it was like 
Josh Allen is a psychopath. Did you just see that? And I was like, no, because my screen is fucking frozen right now. What happened? And you sent me that. And it was, I mean, I don't know what was going through that boy's brain, but whoo, wild. Absolutely um, nuts. The whole, the whole second half, I don't, like, don't get me wrong. I think Sean McDermott's a good coach, and he's done a great job with the Bills. But that whole second half of the Bills was a mismanaged shit show. Because you had that other time where it was like, I don't know, I think there was a minute 40 or something. It was 4th and 27 on the 40, and they were going for it, or 42 or whatever. It was like, what are you doing? And then, I mean, and they weren't the only ones having a brain meltdown. Like, Booger was talking about running a draw on 3rd and, like, 15 and then spiking the ball. So everybody lost their minds. But it was... That was a that was a wild game to say the least. I mean, it was awesome because it was we started off the, the whole just insanity of wild card weekend this year with a banger. But I do feel bad for the Bills because they sh- I don't know if they should have won that game, but it was such a winnable game for them. It was a very winnable game for them, and they came out in the second half and they just played like let's not lose this game. That's kind of how they played until fourth and twenty seven comes up, and then it's like let's go for the win and. <laughs> like, it was just so bizarre. I don't know what Sean McDermott was thinking. I mean, it was like a minute 50 left. They had three timeouts. It was a 60-yard field goal. I probably would have just said fuck it and gone for the field goal. Um, yeah. However, he instead tries to go for it, but he has three timeouts, so he could have punted the ball. It was just really bizarre. It ended up working out for them because they actually ended up forcing the overtime, but it was really weird. It was just really just like there were a lot of coaching mistakes. I'll get to another one that I want to bring up in a, in a different game that happened, but not Sean McDermott's best performance as a coach. And, but I am with you. I think Sean McDermott's a very good coach, uh, but yeah. that was not, that was not the best performance uh, for him. No, like if you're a Bills fan, I'm not panicking right now. Like you're in a good spot. Yeah. I think he's a good coach. I don't know about Bill O'Brien on the other side of the ball. I have some reserves uh, about him. <laughs> I mean, they, they're in the toughest position ever because they're that classic, like, you win the division pretty much every year. You're in the wild card game, but you don't ever really do anything. So it's like, do you start over with a new coach? Do you just hope that you eventually break through because the talent hits? I mean, they are also banged up, so they're dealing with some injuries. They're, like, in the worst. They're in limbo, which is the worst position in sports to be. They're the Wisconsin. Well, I'm not even going to give them because Wisconsin's the most, like, mediocre line not mediocre but just stable team in the country in college football like you get the same product the texans are sort of that way like you know exactly what you're gonna get year in year out you know who they remind me of and completely different sport but they remind me of the old atlanta hawks that had joe johnson and josh smith that would always make the playoffs like 10 years straight atlanta hawks made the playoffs Never won a series or anything. The Texans kind of remind me of that. Like I know they just won a playoff game, but generally don't they don't even win. They don't even win one card weekend. Yeah. So that's kind of the Texans remind me of. I agree. They're in a weird spot because I'm not the biggest Bill O'Brien fan, but he just did. I mean, it, things could not be going better for Bill O'Brien right now because he won a playoff game. So he. Yep. I mean, he's coming back as far as you know, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. But he's definitely. He, I'm with you. He's he's not my favorite head coach. He doesn't instill uh, confidence that there's going to be yeah. a Super Bowl or even a com- competing necessarily. I mean, we'll see what happens here, but I don't think they're going much further. He yeah. just doesn't instill the confidence that I'm like, yeah, we're set for success with this coaching staff. <laughs> Agreed. I'm with you there. I mean, they have Romeo Cornell in defense. Romeo's been around for forever. Every, yes. And their defense is good, but sometimes you just need some new blow. 
little new blood is never a bad thing. That's what Carolina did. They did the Ron Rivera new blood. Now, they are also not in the position that the Texans did. But I'm with you. Need, need a little new blood in the system. Um, kind of backtracking, too, when you said I'd go for that kick. I would have definitely gone for that kick. Like, they have a they have a leg on their team. And they showed it in the pregame. He was hitting, like, a 64-yarder. You're in a dome. There's no wind conditions. Like, you might as well do that because you're – going to turn over the ball on fourth and 27 anyway if you're not punting it which the punt would have been a good option it worked out but it's yeah. one of those like mm, this is questionable Sean but it's also he's he's young in fa- the fact that he hasn't been a head coach with them that long they're obviously building towards something like I'm with you I think the jury's still out on Josh Allen but he's showing he's showing signs that he could be good but he's also showing signs that as you said he's a psychopath and is going to be a disaster <laughs> so yeah I think you're in a good spot. Hold off reserve for the Bills right now. Texans are in a little worse of a spot. Should we get to the hot take game? Because that came right. Oh, yeah. Let's go to the hot take game. Ding dong. The dynasty is dead has been the hot take of the entire day. Today, Saturday, Sunday, literally since they called the game dead. I don't know about you. I'm not a big the dynasty is dead guy. I would go with the error is over because when you look back at the error, it is insane. They have This will be the first year since 2010 the Patriots will not be in the AFC championship game. It is also the first year since 2013, we're going to tie college into this, that the Patriots or Alabama will not won their respective championships. Since 2013, they have alternated. Here is why I don't think the dynasty is dead. And you can tell me kind of where you land on this. We're not talking about a normal dynasty. Like normally when you talk about a dynasty, you're talking about a team that rips off one, two, three, probably national championships, championships, whatever. And then they lose. And then it's kind of like, oh, this is over because it's so hard to do that kind of success. The Patriots are a different breed. They're a different animal. They're not winning it every year. When we talk about their dynasty, we're talking about the longevity of Tom Brady's essentially career and how good they have been. They don't win it every year, but we still have talked about them as a dynasty over that entire time. They have lost in years. I don't think it's over until either he doesn't return, then you can call it over, or they come back next year and they lose again. Then I go, yeah, the dynasty's over. They're dead because they they didn't do it the year after this. But I am no, in no way, shape, or form saying the dynasty's dead. The air is dead of this like insane run of going to the AFC championship game every year. But I don't think the dynasty's dead just yet. Because you also have Bill Belichick regardless. Right. You just still have Bill Belichick. Um, I am kind of in the middle. I'm with you in ways, but then I'm also not with you in ways. Like, I will never – I won't say the dynasty is dead before seeing that the dynasty is actually dead. You know, I'm a person who needs some proof. You know, I need proof. I need to see that it's going to be dead. However – I don't think that Tom's going to come back next year and be better. I think he's going to come back and probably be a little worse. So if you put a gun to my head and said, will the Patriots, you know, will they get to the divisional round or the AFC championship next year? I'd probably lean towards no. But I'm not ready to actually say that. Um, uh, Shit, for example, they could sign A.J. Green. Yeah. (laughs) They could bring A.J. Green right on over, and I, I think that could help resurrect Tom Brady's career. But, well, he doesn't really, not resurrect, that makes it sound like Tom Brady's not good anymore. So, I mean, you know, he's still yeah. a very good football player, but he's just not what he used to be, and I don't see him getting any better next year. So I'm leaning towards the dynasty very well, could be dead, but I'm not ready to say it is dead until I see, you know, until we're like halfway through October 2020. 
I agree with that. I'll say. It's dead. Yeah, I'm on that more teetering line. I'm kind of on the Randy Moss where he was like, y'all just need to get him some help because that mm-hmm. is what was most apparent. Yeah. Tom Brady, the thing that was most apparent, and this is what I think we can all say with 100% confidence, a young Tom Brady with this crew probably could have willed them further. Yeah. But this, he is older. He's still very good. Like, that's oh, yeah. the other thing. Like, you would still take him over, shit, probably 20 of the NFL quarterbacks yeah. right now. He's not the top guy, but he's still phenomenal. And that game, and that's the other thing. The game wasn't, you didn't watch that game and go, oh, they lost this because of Tom Brady. Like, there were drops. Guys are banged up. They're not getting good separation. He didn't play as he has in the past, but he's still very competent. So that's where I think, I think we're on the same page in the fact that, like, this is teetering. Like, this could very well be dead if, one, he doesn't come back, or, two, they don't change anything. If they bring this squad back next year, yeah, no, they're dead. Like, they're not doing better. But they've got a good defense in place. They need another weapon. AJ Green's a great one. They need a tight end, I think, is the yes. other part that they yes. very much missed. I had yeah. been texting back and forth on Saturday. He was the first guy that could come to mind. I'm sure there's a – I should have done research and found it. But, like, Eric Ebron's a free agent. Eric I mean, you Ebron, bring him and Green. I don't hate that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say, you just need somebody who's athletic-ish at the tight end position, and Tom Brady can do a lot with that. And if you bring in a wide receiver like A.J. Green, who isn't a Josh Gordon or Antonio Brown, where like he is top of his class, but he's not a liability personality-wise. He's a liability injury-wise, but like, yeah, I don't know. You can sort of mitigate that. Neil Henry will have another year under his belt if they bring him back. I would assume they would. He started to come on late. Edelman was injured. We'll see what he happens with him. But like, they're by no means out of this as far as like, Depending on what they do this offseason will determine whether or not this dynasty is dead. And if they do the right things, then we got to wait until next year and what they yeah. look like then. Like, they're dead. Because it's insane to be like, the Wicked Witch of the East is dead. Because that bitch yeah. might not be dead. <laughs> yeah, you can't just, you know, January 6th say they're dead. We need to see. You know, give them some time, you know. I mean, come on. Most teams, a lot of times teams that, like, go to Super Bowls don't even make the playoffs next year. Like, it happens all the time. Yeah. So... And- yeah. And like I said, too, they're also like we're not talking about them in the normal terms of Dynasty because they're right. doing something that we've never seen or probably will ever see again. Because like the only sport you see this in is baseball and you see it with the Yankees, but there's yeah. no salary cap in baseball. There's there aren't the kind of safeguards to allow a team to completely flip themselves around and have a super competitive league like you see in football, in basketball, and all those other sports. So that's why, like. When we talk about this dynasty, we're talking about longevity. We're not talking about a short span of time, and that's why you can't be like, it's over. Agreed. I think that's dumb. Agreed. It's definitely a wait and see right now. Yep. The error is over, but I think we should also give due to the Titans because the Titans, oh they played their asses off. Derrick Henry is a man among boys and is an absolute freak. Ryan Tannehill is playing great. The defense is playing very good. Like this, we said it last week. I think we both were on the same page that we – we didn't think they were going to win because we thought there was some magic left in the Patriots kind of bottle. There wasn't, but we said they were one of the hottest teams coming to the playoffs, and it wouldn't be all that surprising if they pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry is unreal. He's so good to the point where if it's like third and eight or third and nine, I would strongly consider just handing the ball off. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the guy, I mean, he makes contact with a linebacker, and 85 90% of the time, he's going to continue three to four more yards. I mean... It's unbelievable. I mean, the guy runs, and just people just fall off of him. I mean, he's massive, so it makes sense. But, like, third and eight, third and nine, and you're thinking pass all the way. On that team, I might just turn around and hand the fucking ball off. Uh, he's just ridiculous. 
Yeah, that team has got something. They've got something special kind of brewing because A.J. Brown, the rookie, is playing amazing. Yep. Ryan Tannehill, I think they said he was the second-rated quarterback under pressure, which is nuts to be like, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, the guy in Miami who was banged up and was the classic, like, this is the year he's going to put it together and get banged up. He's playing phenomenal. Derrick Henry is a monster. The defense is playing good. Vrabel's got the boys cooking. Like, he obviously knows how to put pedal to the metal. Like, this is a team, it's tough because the top of the AFC is so good. Right. But don't count them out in the dog fight. Yeah, you can't count them out, especially if they're just built for the playoffs. So Yeah. And here's the thing, too. Like, I'm assuming they are going to, because Derrick Henry's a free agent this year after this I'm assuming they're going to throw whatever he wants. But yeah. if they don't, that's another guy Bill Belichick might say, hey, fuck it, let's go get. He obviously has no problem performing in Foxborough, and he is a monster. He is going to be Absolute a monster. big get if the Titans are dumb enough to let him go, which I don't think they will. I would assume they're not going to be, but. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Ravens, yeah, the Ravens have their hands cut out. Or, they do. They do. They have the game cut out for them. I, I think the Ravens are still going to win, but. They got their work cut out for sure. Yes. Let's get to Sunday because Sunday, oh, man. I don't know if there's anything worse than being a Saints fan. Saints-Vikings, third year in a row. The Saints lose. It's just truly a tragic fresh. No, it wasn't as bad as last year. No, it wasn't. And it wasn't as electric as the year before that. No. But you still got a feel for them. And I'm a big, like, you can't can't blame it on one play or one ref, but – you got to feel for them. That is just yeah. tough. <laughs> I mean, it's real tough. I'll be honest. I saw the play live. Now I was rooting against Kirk Cousins, so maybe I was being biased. But, like, as soon as the play happened live, I was like, okay, well, where's the flag? Like, I, I was, like, waiting. Like, okay, they're going to throw a flag. I was like, yeah, they're not going to throw a flag. Whatever. They'll review it. And then they didn't review it. That needs to be reviewed. Like, that is... Well, the, I, 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 don't, I don't really have any words. I mean, it, it was a pretty clear OPI to me. I, <laughs> I'm with you. The Well, the made it worse is the NFL came out after and said they did review it. Not like in-game, but they had the booth reviewing it, but didn't buzz down. And they were like, Fox provided us with all these great angles. We just didn't see anything. It's like, what angles were you looking at? Because every angle I looked at, it was clear extension of the arm, pushing off opi like in what world were you looking at that and that didn't come through that made no sense to me <laughs> I, I mean they're just acting like we're all a bunch of fucking idiots like oh okay they yeah. saw it like what excuse me i mean we all saw it too like who are you like what <laughs> the thing that was supposed to eliminate that play based off literally last year with the saints did not in eliminate the same building <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean i'm surprised those rest are alive i, I New Orleans is a very passionate, very rough place. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't all just charge the field. I mean, that was um, crazy. Yeah, I think they were starting to throw trash, which I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I don't usually condone that, but throw the fucking trash. I agree. Throw it. I mean, what? It is. I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing Saints fans aren't going to like that I am going to say. Just don't let it get to that point. Like, be, yeah. be better. But... Uh, yeah. I, I feel for them. I feel for them on a level because if I was a Saints fan, I'd be losing my ever-loving mind. Like oh. this show would be very different right now. But as a I think I'd be like to the point of being emotional. I'd be like, "What's going on, man? This is ridiculous!" <laughs> like I, I think I would start getting emotional. I'd be like, "This can't keep happening." Like, I mean, <laughs> it is. 
the New Orleans did something wrong because the karma they are putting out into the world is, which is, we've been to New Orleans. It's a wonderful place. It's awesome. Great time. Didn't have a bad time there, but they're doing something wrong because they keep getting screwed. Um, I think it also needs to be said, has the window shut in Saints land because this is three playoffs. Drew Brees is obviously aging. It's yeah. kind of the same question with Tom Brady. Yeah. Like he's still real, he's still good. Like they're good. Like, we take him over a large amount of quarterbacks in the NFL, but it's another year. It's another year they don't get it done. Teddy Bridgewater's a free agent, so you got to decide: do you bring him back? You got Taysom I think, Hill. Who, I think Taysom Hill's a free agent too. Yeah, I was gonna say I believe he is as well. The Bucks. Bruce Arians had some nice comments about Teddy Bridgewater, so if he hits the market, we might be interested in it. I think the window might be closing in the Saints. Because here's the other thing. there, There's the other argument you can make that, hey, just dominate the game and you don't have to be in these positions, and they haven't done that. They put themselves in really yeah. bad positions. There's some really bad coaching moves. There's some really bad just play calling. You're just not being as dominant of a team as you'd like to see them, given they are in the pre regular season. That window might be closing in New Orleans to do something. Yeah, agreed. Um, speaking of bad coaching decisions, Sean Payton. This is, like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So you have two timeouts left, okay? So, and there's 2.42 left on the clock. So let me just review. Let me just make sure I'm getting this all right. So second down, okay, so there's 2.42 left on the clock. Second down, the Vikings run a play. They gain a yard. Sean Payton calls a timeout. 2.38 left on the clock. Okay, fine, fine, that's fine. The Vikings then run a play on third down. Saints stop them, bring up fourth down. Sean Payton doesn't call a timeout. He lets it go down to the two-minute warning. So if you're going to let it go down to the two-minute warning, why'd you call that first timeout? That makes no sense. So then you get the ball back, and you have one timeout because you decided to call a timeout with 2.38 left to stop the clock at 2.38, only to let the, the, let them run a play and then let the, the, the clock run out of the two-minute warning? Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, I, every team... Needs a clock management coach that just sits there and says, take a timeout now. Or don't take the timeout. Because that made zero sense. And he used the timeout for no reason. And it just made, I've never seen anything like it. I was just like, what is this guy doing? And he's a professional coach. He's one of the best. Ah, that is surprising. Blows my mind. If he's one of the mind. top in his field. Yes. Not a math guy, apparently. <laughs> Not doing it on the fly. But... Like, what are you doing? I thought that's why you had the analytic dudes in the booth. I thought yes. that was the whole point of them was to buzz down and be like, hey, idiot, here's how we're going to manage these situations. But apparently not in New Orleans. I'm with you. I was flabbergasted by that, to, to be quite honest. Yes. It was. So, and then, so, then they, so then they try on down the field. They're going, and they have the penalty called on them. And then Drew Brees loses the ball. I mean, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, that was uh, – that's just horrible on Sean Payton's part. That's so bad. Yeah, it is. And it's not going to get better for Saints. I just – I no, think – I agree. I don't, I'm not in the same thing. Like, I want to see it happen. But I think this is – all the signs, all the red flags are pulling up. Like, this window is closed. Or maybe not closed. I shouldn't say closed because I'm – as we said earlier with the Patriots, I'm a, I want to see it. But it just feels with the three back-to-back playoffs ending this way. Yeah. And not being able to be – being such a good team in the regular season and being able not to have, like, that defining win where you just kind of 
just push it through. Like, you have to have that. They don't. And their team, there's a lot of talent there. Like, Michael Thomas, freak. Alvin Kamara, freak. Like, a lot of, a lot of good talent there. Yeah. But you got an aging quarterback. You got unsure at free agency. Do you pay one of those guys top dollars if you're bringing – if Drew's still there? And it's, it's a problem in New Orleans, to say the least. On the Vikings side – yeah, I mean, give it to the Vikings. You got to give it to them. Kirk Cousins didn't, didn't do Kirk Cousin things. Dalvin no, Cook no. played amazing. Well, he he did, but he didn't. Let's say he didn't lose them the game. We'll say that. No. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Dalvin it was Cook weird. Played. It was like, I mean, basically, Kirk Cousins. He's a fine quarterback. Obviously, I don't like him very much, so maybe I'm a little biased. He needs everything to go right on his whole team in order to win that game. And literally everything went right for the Vikings on yep. that game. So good for them, but Kirk will not do that if, if everything does not go right. I, I can promise you, I can promise to God. Now he made two amazing throws. I'll give him, he made two fantastic throws. But I mean, he, Cook was going, Cook was playing out of his mind. Um, and, I mean, the defense was just all over Drew the entire time. One thing I've noticed about Drew Brees is as he's gotten older, especially this year when he's under pressure, I mean, he is—he doesn't look good. <laughs> no. And he's also, and it's becoming apparent, he seems to be holding the ball longer. Like, it's yes. not as, yeah. like, even when that interception he threw, it was just so like, what are you doing? Like, it wasn't a good decision, and it was a slow decision, too, to be, it, it's something I've noticed with him. It's just like it's not it's not firing on all cylinders with him. And physically, he's starting to deteriorate, as everybody will at, at that age. And mentally, it just seems to not be – it doesn't seem to be that automatic trigger that was once there where it was just flinging it out quick, making the right decisions yeah. with precision and tight accuracy. And that just seems – it seems to be going, which is natural. He's old. He's had – shoulder surgery before like his body's just starting to go down and the mind is all the game is getting a little faster i think for him not to say once again and we're both on the same page here don't take that as it's like he's done he could certainly come back and play another year like yeah. he's shown that he can play he's still better than a, ha- a good handful of guys but it's a closing window it is for sure the vikings are gonna have some trouble with the 49ers which will yeah yeah I think we kind of hit it on the head. There is no way Kirk Cousins goes into San Francisco and has everything go right in that game. Like, they are – they're in for some trouble with the 49ers, I think. If Kirk goes in and beats the 49ers, I will come on this podcast and say I was wrong about everything involving Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I mean, I think you have to at that point. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of us that are going to have to shove it because yeah. that would be hell of impressive if you can pull that off. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> the other one. This was another hot take game. Mostly a hot take game from some personalities in the media who just want attention on them. (coughs) Danny Cannell. Um, Seahawks-Vikings. Carson Wentz. I mean, you got to feel for the guy. He is injury prone. Nobody is doubting that. The problem which people like Danny Cannell, who apparently can't tell the difference and are still just digging their grave on this take, Getting a concussion on a yeah. dirty hit is not in the category of this guy's injury prone. Of course, he got injured, essentially. Like, we have to question his durability. That is an insane take. <laughs> yeah. 
also, how is there no flag? I mean, this is one thing we can say across the board between college and NFL. The officiating consistently stays terrible. I don't know how that's not a flag. I just don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. It should have been a flag. Also, this can't go down as a tally of another one of Carson Wentz's injuries. Because like you said, it's a concussion. He got rocked in the head, in the back of the head, slammed the front of his head I mean, into the turf. Yeah. From just an absolute freak athlete who probably shouldn't have made that play. Not 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 the best play for Clowney to make. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not I'm not gonna say that, you know, I do think Carson Wentz is injury prone, but I'm not yeah. saying it because of that. That's and, that's not that's not the same thing as, you know, pulling a hamstring or tearing an ACL. It just isn't. And Chris Long gained my attention on this because he retweeted and was like, This doesn't go in that column. Guy doesn't have a history of concussions, which I think is even the bigger point. This is a dog shit take, his words, which I agree with. That's the other thing. It's also like he's not like a – we know guys who are concu- not necessarily concussion prone, but you do become more prone to concussions the more you have. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. remember Carson Wentz having a huge history of it, as well as the healthiest of human beings could have been in that exact same position, and I can almost guarantee you they all would have had a concussion. Because when you take that type of blunt force trauma to the head, no helmet saving that. Your brain is going to your skull. Like, yes. that's happening. So – I don't know why we're adding this. It's a terrible take. Continue to dig your grave, Danny Cannell, but it is a bad one. I will say this, unless you have another thing. I got to give credit to the Eagles because that is one yeah. banged up team. And it was still, it was, a, even though it was a terrible division, they're not a phenomenal team, which people seem to want to really kind of say out loud on Twitter. It's still impressive that they were able to compete with literally nothing. I agree. What I took from this game personally was I'm not that impressed with Seattle after that game. Yeah. I was not very impressed with the Seahawks. I was I I you know, I wagered the minus two and a half. That was the easiest wager in the world. I can't believe that was the number. But I I, I was like I was expecting Seattle to go up in there and like hang at least 28, 28 points on them. And that just didn't happen. Just, they just did not look great. I mean Marshawn Lynch He's okay. I mean, he's he's just you could tell he's been out of the league for a little bit. It's yep. just you know, DK Metcalf's a damn good player, but I was not all that impressed with Seattle. They, they need to kind of fix some things up if they're gonna go into Green Bay and win. Because I don't know, they just, they just did not look good to me. That's what I took from the game. I, I knew the Eagles would lose, especially once went went down. All the injuries they have. I mean, their wide receiver core was just laughable. So yeah. laughable, I can't even like name any of them right now. <laughs> there were guys that weren't even in the NFL week one. Oh, yeah, they had college quarterbacks running routes. I mean, it's ridiculous. And Zach Ertz was also injured. I mean, they were so injured. So I knew that, you know, Philly probably wasn't going to win this game. And at the end of the day, I was shocked that Seattle didn't win by more. They just, they looked okay to me. I was like, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I took away a couple things. One, I took away, we were dead right in our evaluation of DJ Metcalf in Seattle. And we're like, when we did our preview, I think we both said it. I'm like, very crystal clear in this that If there's an organization that's going to figure out how to use a guy who can't really run routes the best, it's going to be the Seahawks. That man's a freak. Like him and the Seahawks and the Patriots are going to probably be the two teams that get the most out of him. I don't know if they would have gotten the most out of him because they, they have some issues, the Patriots with rookie wide receivers, but yeah. they're getting the most out of that value. And that man is a freak. All signs show that he should probably have a decent career. Yeah. I have never seen a biggest 
disparity in weight and talent as I did between the Seattle center and Fletcher Cox. <laughs> that man had a good three bills on the center. I mean, I don't know why he wasn't lined up on him on every single play. Cause every play he was, he blew him up like six yards in the backfield, 10 yards. He almost sacked Russell Wilson, just pushing the center into him. Yeah, demolished him. Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I would, if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm not feeling confident going into Lambeau next week because they should have really put it on the Eagles and they did not. (laughs) And they're held together with bubble gum and duct tape at this point. Like Zach Ertz had like every his, I forget he had a rib broken. I think some lacerated spleen or something or lacerated kidney. Uh, Something (laughs) was lacerated. I was like, oh god. (laughs) They don't have a single wide receiver out there. They've got old man Josh McCown coming in late into the game. Like it is held together with duct tape and bubble gum, and the Seahawks should have hung a way bigger number. It should have been way more dominating. I things are not looking good when you go to Lambo next week. Yeah, so far I'm definitely leaning towards the GD Packers, without a doubt. Yes. Um, with the Packers sort of news, we do have some news in the NFL this week. Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones had a slumber party last night, built some built some pillow forts, and then decided, you know what, maybe he should be the quarterback of the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy is now the, quarter, or the quarterback, the coach <laughs> of the Dallas Cowboys. I think this is going to be hilarious. I, I think so, too. This is going to work. But I think it's going to be hilarious. I'm glad he's back coaching. I'm glad he's back coaching, too. I do not love the fit. As you said, I think you, by saying you think it's going to be hilarious, probably means you don't like the fit. Um, yes. It is going to be hilarious because it's Dallas. Yeah, I, to me, if you're working for Jerry Jones, you kind of have to be his puppet. Mike McCarthy doesn't strike me as a puppet. No. Um, Marvin Lewis struck me more as a puppet just for some reason. I don't really know why. But I think Marvin Lewis would have been a better fit. Um, yeah, uh, it should be interesting. Mike McCarthy, uh, he's kind of got a – I've seen him get very angry on the sideline a few times. He kind of seems to have this fiery side to him that I think he might get really mad at Jerry one day. And it could be a real big disaster show. So He's a big man. <laughs> yeah, he's a big man, and he gets very red on the sideline sometimes. Like I remember he used to be in that all-green suit, and, I mean, his face would just, boom, just be so red sometimes. <laughs> So, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully it ends up in a big shitstorm because I don't like Dallas. So let's hope that it's a a terrible signing. I think for – so here's the thing. One is he was not an analytics guy, as he made very clear when he was with the Packers. Now, coaches have been known to get fired, have some time off, reevaluate themselves, come back, and be just fine. Here's the problem. Mike McCarthy – He's not a defensive guy. He is an offensive guy. And he's got a good resume when you look at it on paper. Yeah. But he also had the most physically gifted quarterback we may have ever seen on this planet. And towards the, the end of his tenure there, it was clear Aaron Rodgers was changing the plays. And if not changing the plays, making something happen out of dog shit. Like, giving dog shit and making it a souffle. Like, he was making that train go. So that is super alarming to me for somebody. If I'm hiring him, I've got a young quarterback in Dak Prescott. I got a young running back. In running back years, he's not that young, but mentally he's younger. Yeah. You've got some issues at wide receiver because I don't know if Amari Cooper's all that good. 
You've got a defense that really needs to kind of get some glue together. You need more structure and discipline. That didn't really seem to be the case in Packers. It was literally just kind of yeah. Aaron Rodgers holding this thing together, essentially. Yeah. It's a. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be a complete failure, but there's nothing there that instills confidence that this is going to go good. It's, in my mind, going to go hilariously bad. <laughs> I'm with you. I think it's a very average hire, um, and it could, it, you know, it could get worse than average. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I heard this. I forget who I heard this from today. During my lunch break, I was listening to somebody. It might have been like Stephen A. or something was a clip. Somebody said it, but they were like, he's a, the, they think the Dallas Cowboys will groom Jason Witten to be a head coach, which I don't know if that's going to go well. Yeah, please do it. That's hilarious. <laughs> but if that is the plan, Mike McCarthy's not a guy that I think, oh, yeah, he's going to be there for 10 to 15 years. He seems like uh, this is a kind of fairy keeper into the afterworld. Like, he's going to get us to whatever the next coach is, but he's yeah, not going to yeah. be there very long. So if that's the thought process, maybe. But then again, why don't you bring in somebody like Marvin Lewis that you can push around a little bit more or just like a, take a shot on a random guy like a Greg Roman or somebody like or yeah. you know what I was kind of surprised about? We haven't heard it yet, but Rex Ryan hasn't been mentioned once. I don't know if no, he doesn't want a coach, but he's done a lot worse or he's done a lot more with a lot worse from an offensive perspective. Sure. He's a pretty good coach. Like he's going to get you to the playoffs and you're going to be successful defensively. Like, you know that. I think he would have been an interesting. Yeah, they just didn't I would have hated a Rex hiring for that. I mean, they kind of need like a coach that can, that has a bigger personality than Jerry Jones. That's what um, Jimmy Johnson was. Um, so Rex would also be that. It's a bigger personality than their owner, but <laughs> they decided not to go for it. They're also you're the Cowboys. You're supposed to be America's team. You're supposed to be this insane franchise. And you only look at two guys. You only look at Marvin Lewis and you only look at Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that was weird. That, was that doesn't too. make any sense. Like that yeah. to me just shows that that organization and they haven't been. We all know this. They have not been the or, the pristine organization they once uh, were. But it's sort of that like as we talked about with the Saints window closing kind of the window closing on them being a premier job or like a job that would be sought out after. Oh yeah. I think Jerry's killed that. Yeah. Like you're just, this is terrible. Like you interviewed two guys and two guys that nobody else was really that excited for. Right. Like who else was like, I need these two guys or I want these two guys. Uh, I don't know another team that was that way. (laughs) Like that's that's not good, but it's the Cowboys. So I don't really care. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, let them fail. Let them yeah. fall straight on their faces. For I sure. am good with it. Um, that's all I kind of got today. You got anything to wrap this up? Final thoughts? That's all I got. Great games. Let's hope they're great games again next weekend for this upcoming uh, week. I think, I think they will be. It was a hell of a week. I do think the lines – I haven't checked the lines, but I think 49ers are probably winning. I think Pats are winning. I think Chiefs are winning. And I think the Ravens are going to win. But the Titans, hold on to your butts, people, because it could get interesting. Yeah, I agree with every one of those picks. (laughs) All right, that does it for us, as always. Peace.